Welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. My name's Christine Grimmett, and today I have a special guest here who many of you know, uh, Beth Demert. She is on staff with our ministry services team and also formerly the vice president of Heartbeat International in addition to her time as an executive director. So she is no stranger to the movement. And Beth, I want to just welcome you. Um, we're really excited to hear today about an article that you wrote. And I don't know how long ago it was that you wrote it, maybe a few months. Does that sound right? It does, a few months ago. Yeah, but it was titled A Letter to My New Director Self. Um, and it kind of sparked some ideas that maybe there's more to even this letter. Uh, we had published it in some of our newsletters, and so a lot of people had a chance to read it. But just the thought that there are people out there who have experiences that are valuable to share in greater detail than even what this short article can provide. So Beth, I want to invite you to read this letter and then we're going to take a quick break and we will just discuss it. Okay. A letter to my new director self. Uh, I'm writing to you from the future, a place of time and distance that provides a great deal of perspective. I'd like to share some wisdom I've learned with you. I hope through the rearview mirror, I can help you see five key things that will help you blaze that trail that you were meant to forge and fulfill your destiny. One, trust the Lord. You're about to embark on the greatest journey on the planet. It will be a wild adventure. Picture this. When the Indiana Jones rope swing vine presents itself to provide a way across the wide cavern in the dense jungle, jump on, hold on, and swing to the other side. Abide. Squeeze as tight as you can and let it take you there. It is the sole purpose for its existence. You can't get there on your own. Don't even try. And remember, the fruit that you will taste on the other side is sweeter than you can ever imagine. Number two, acknowledge your calling. There can be no doubting, no self-talk that says, who, me? No thinking that any day now the board's going to call and say, oh, we've made a mistake. You need to be 100% convinced and committed to God chose me. Know and believe that the Lord searched the world over and picked you to do this job with purpose. Number three, get good training and find great mentors. So much of what you need is already out there. Take advantage of it and don't waste time reinventing the wheel. Gain knowledge and be a lifelong learner. Connect with those who want to be there for you to provide a sounding board, to build you up and encourage you. We need each other. Don't ever consider this a weakness. It's how you are designed. Number four, pursue your passion. Those hopes and dreams inside of you were put there by a loving father. Pursuing your passion wholeheartedly can have life-changing outcomes for many. And always know that God is only good. Trust his leading, even if it looks in the natural to be crazy. Go for it. If you struggle here, refer to number one. Number five, enjoy the journey. Do not let fear or worry steal from you. Don't dim what God has intended for your life by playing it safe. Take the mercy that is new every morning. 
care for yourself along the way, and delight in every good gift. This is the abundant life, and you can live it. Oh, the places you'll go. You can do this. God is with you. Believe me, I remember. All right. There's a lot of good stuff there. (laughs) Before we get started with questions, I want to mention that our sponsor today is Extend Web Services. Extend Web Services understands the online needs of the pregnancy help community because they're part of it. They provide professionally designed websites. They help people find your website to ensure that those looking online for pregnancy help can find you. They also offer a chat feature that connects directly to OptionLine's 24-7 contact center. With unlimited support and free website redesign option every two years, Extend will continually grow with you to help you reach women. Extend your reach to save more lives. Get started at extendwebservices.com. And now, Beth, I think we'll move into some questions. Let's dive deep into this article that you wrote. If you could kind of set the stage for you're writing this to yourself Um, I don't know how many years ago, maybe, or was there a specific age or instance that you remembered? If I was going to pinpoint a certain time in my life when I would write this letter to myself, what would that be for you? Yeah, Christine, this was a really fun thing to do. And it really wasn't all that long ago. It was just this past summer that I wrote it. And it was prompted by our Pregnancy Help Institute, where we had a group of new directors on their way into Columbus at our headquarters for training. And it was suggested, you know, do you, do you remember when you were a new director and, and if uh, you could, what would you say to yourself as a new director now that you know what you know? And so I wrote down, uh, I sat down and this came so easily to me. Um, There were many things that I, Uh, very, very vividly remembered about those new director days. And so I just asked the Lord to, um, you know, kind of guide me into the direction that I should go. And it just poured out. It was not a hard project to do at all. So the first, your first number here, trust the Lord. Uh, Easier said than done, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's something that I like your analogy of the rope swing moment. Was there a particular moment where you were like, I can't go into whole detail and tell this entire story, but this is the particular rope swing moment I'm talking about? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I'm a very visual learner and I definitely think and learn and remember in pictures. It's kind of crazy. But I definitely remember a moment in time as a new executive director where I just felt like uh, everything that could happen was happening. There were just so many moving pieces and a lot going on. And I just felt like, uh, you know, a little bit like Calgon, take me away. And I I had this picture in my mind, uh, just like out of an Indiana Jones movie, where that vine appears, you know, and the bad guys are coming and you got to get out of there. And uh, I saw myself jumping on that vine and swinging across that deep cavern uh, to get to the other side. And I felt like the Lord was just telling me, this is what this is here for, but it's up to you to jump on and go. Um, There's a lot of things that could keep you from doing that fear Uh, just being frozen in the overwhelming set of circumstances that you're facing with clients and funding and board matters. And 
you know, but it's really up to you to, to jump on. And um, so many, many times after that, as I would feel sort of the weight of um, being an executive director and I would, I would see that vine appear in my head. And it was just the idea of jump on and hold on as tight as you can and let the vine do the work. And, you know, of course it's a reference uh, to John 15 where God talks about the vine and the branches. And some people may see that differently, but to me it's that really strong rope swing vine where you can abide, um, where you can just let the Lord be who he is and hold on really, really tight and get yourself to where you need to be. And, and I love the promise in that verse that talks about um, that when you get there, the, the fruit is going to be so amazingly sweet. I remember when I was um, working with centers in South Africa, uh, speaking at their conference there, the fruit that I tasted uh, there was amazing, like none other. And it reminds me of that as well. Um, just that incredible rich, sweet um, blessing that comes out of abiding. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like your drawing to the, the Jesus saying, I am the vine, you're the branches, because I don't really think of that as the vine that I would hold on to for dear life. But I mean, essentially, that's what a branch is doing, right? It's, it can't really exist on its own. It's got to be tied to that, that vine to have the strength. And I I like thinking of that as the rope swing moment, too. That's the vine we want to hold on to. Yeah. And, you know, Christine, the reason that I think this is the first point that I went to is because I think a lot of executive directors, and I'm not excluded from this, you know, you you live and you learn. I certainly didn't do it perfectly. But a lot of executive directors try to get there on their own. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, they strive or they rely on their education or... um, you know, a, a number of things. Uh, and, and it can be exhausting. It can really be overwhelming. And I think it's why sometimes new directors uh, don't last. But the idea of abiding and staying connected and letting the vine do the work is really the secret, if you will. And so I love, I, when I was young, we actually had a place in the woods behind my house where we had a rope swing. And maybe that has something to do with why I see it that way, but I, I love it. And, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, applied to my everyday life. I, in situations, even outside of being an executive director, I see that rope appear when I'm, you know, in a stressed position and it's just the idea of jump on, hold on and God mm-hmm. will get you there. Yeah. You mentioned that some people don't make it. Sometimes we just cannot or we choose to not grab the rope. Was there a moment where you were like, I'm done. This is it. I see a rope, but I don't think I can take it. Yeah, there were about... I mean, obviously, you made it. You made it past it eventually. <laughs> there were about 7,256 of those <laughs> moments. You know, you, you do. You you get overwhelmed. You think, okay, this, this one, I'm not going to be able to get over this hurdle. This is too big. I, I mean, I remember as a young executive director, just feeling like... Um, do I do I really have the skill to do this? Why why am I here? I never intended to be an executive director. My first position at the pregnancy center uh, was as a co-director in a period of time where I was waiting to go to grad school. I had a one year gap, and I thought I would get some experience and then go off to grad school. And six months into the process, our founding executive director 
became pregnant with her second uh, baby and decided to go home full time. And uh, I was not intending at all to interview and the board asked me to. And 10 years later, I left my position as an executive director in that ministry. So yeah, there's a lot of those moments, but thank God he is who he is. And he puts that vine out there and says, now's the time, you know, but Mm -hmm. you do have to cooperate and grab hold of it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. It's fun to look back, right? It is fun to look back. Came from and where you're at now. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And as these new directors were coming into town this summer for Pregnancy Help Institute new director training, there were 62 of them. And I just thought, wow, you know, it was a perfect time to think back like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love new director track. I really love getting to sit in on some of it and just be a part of it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things that we do. Yeah. Oh, mine too. So the second little point that you made here was acknowledge your calling. And the one part where you said, uh, thinking that any day now the board is going to call and say, we've made a mistake. I can't even imagine knowing you and thinking that was a mistake to put you in that position because (laughs) you're so good at, you have such an understanding of the pregnancy help movement. And I know a lot of that comes from years of experience, but for me now to look at you and be like, yeah, you'd be perfect at that job. I know you can do that. And you have that confidence with you here in your job at Heartbeat too. Um, So, you know, no one is thinking we've made a mistake. So to have that thought is a pretty scary thing too, is I'm sure it did happen as a director where you, you feel like you're failing to yourself, but other people are probably looking at you like, no, you're great. (laughs) <laughs> that's all that's all in your head. You're yeah. doing a great job. Well, you're very kind to say that, you know, but as an indirector, I will tell you that was a very real struggle. Like I had no idea really what I was doing. I was a new uh, Bible college graduate. I felt confident in what I knew about God's word, but to run a pregnancy center, I, I didn't feel confident about that at all. And And even more so, I'll tell you, when I took my uh, first position at Heartbeat after being an executive director, I was absolutely convinced that Peggy Hartshorn, the then president of Heartbeat, was going to call me and say, never mind. Uh, Because if I I didn't know what I was doing as an executive director, I certainly didn't know what I was doing in a national position. But thank God, again, he is who he is, and he can speak truth to us and block out those lies that the enemy wants to tell us. But you know, this is a common thing that I hear from executive directors. It's funny. Everybody's story is a little bit different, but the commonality in it of never expecting to be an executive director, never wanting. I mean, a lot of people use that exact language. I never wanted to be the executive director. But I believe with all of my heart that when God calls you, you're called. And I think the thing beyond anything else, honestly and truly, that can give you the confidence that you need to lead in that kind of a position is to acknowledge your calling, uh, to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God, uh, and I say this and it seems a little dramatic, but God searched the world over and he picked you. Um, Mm -hmm. That can really carry you a long way. Um, So, you know, it's the idea out of Isaiah that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. And you have to you have to believe that and you have to carry it, I think, is what God intends. And he knows you have the ability to do that when he chooses you. 
So acknowledging your calling is a really important aspect of being an executive director. Well, and you know what I always think of is is Moses and the fact that like since the beginning of humanity, we've been dragging our feet on calling. And that's just how we, that's just what we do. But I mean, even someone like him who had the burning bush, it was a very clear calling. And he's like, nope, you got the wrong guy. Yeah. And I think like we do that all the time too. And sometimes we have a less obvious sign and we're just praying for a sign. But you know, even if we did have a sign that was crystal clear, we'd still be like, are you sure, God? Are you sure that's supposed to be me? Isn't that so I can relate to that. <laughs> yep, for sure. And one thing it reminded me of, and we're both in the wild leadership program yeah. that was offered this year. Mm-hmm. And there was a big emphasis right at the beginning. It challenged us with calling and purpose and, you know, what's the difference or what is your calling and your purpose? And uh, it had me thinking about how anyone can fill a role, like a, a job description of here are the tasks that you have to complete. But what is that one thing that you can contribute that no one else can? What is that special skill or that uh, even personality traits that just fit in at this moment and this time for this organization. And those are things that you've been called to, not just the day-to-day tasks. So yeah, for sure. that program's been cool. I know you've gone through that exact same thing too. Yeah, exactly. That that program is really pretty amazing. And I love the idea, that concept that that presented. I remember a little bit later in being an executive director, we were... Um, we had four locations at that point in time, and I was hiring a center director. And uh, one of the people that interviewed her, um, her education was in graphic design, and she kept apologizing that she didn't have a more related uh, field for the position. But so I said to her after, you know, probably 30 minutes of this kind of conversation, you know, tell me, why is it then that you're applying for this job? And she said... I just feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my calling and this is my purpose. And of course I hired her and she was one of the best center directors that ever worked in our organization. So calling and purpose goes a long way. Yeah. It's so much stronger than the the diploma. And, and, and of course education is super important, but we do have that calling to something deeper too that comes from our relationship with God and figuring out what those traits are that we can provide. For sure. Um, And I think that leads into the next point that you made about getting training, right? And that's something that we help out with here at Heartbeat all the time. Right. Yeah, I think Um, it's one of the most valuable things is that the organization that I became the executive director of had a high commitment to having us be well-trained and providing the resources that we needed to continue to have training and learn and Um, be innovative and uh, relevant with how we were serving our clients. And I think along with that training and being able to be in positions where you interact with a lot of other folks, um, you learn and develop relationships with people who become great mentors, great friends, speak uh, just incredible wisdom into your life. And I, I just remember as a new director that being so important Um, It happened within the pregnancy center community. It happened within the church community. There were two men in particular that were pretty high profile business leaders uh, within our community uh, who both sort of acted as mentors for me and taught me tremendously valuable things. 
Uh, and that happened all along the way. Um, it just would be that, you know, I would meet or encounter uh, someone and just the Lord would allow us to form a relationship and they would be, you know, such valuable people uh, on the business level, on the organizational level, and on the spiritual level. Uh, people that would encourage me to just keep going and uh, would come and just um, spend time praying with me or asking the right questions. So, you know, the the word talks, Christine, about teaching and admonishing uh, each other. That's out of that Colossians 3.16 verse. And I just believe um, that that's one of the really important keys uh, that a young director needs to know. Look for those people. And, and remember, like sometimes we think, uh, doing that makes us weak, needing other people or wanting other people to help us along. But the truth is, it is absolutely the way God designed us. We need each other, and he put us here to be in relationship with one another. Um, and so don't consider that a weakness ever. Uh, it, it is how you were designed. Well, and you talk about mentorship and how important that is. And I think of people here that I consider mentors at work and just people I look up to and um, and I hear them talking about them mentors. And so if you think like the lasting impact and some of them have even, it's been years since they've talked to each other and or maybe they've passed away. It's been a, a long time since they were just one-on-one -on -one with that person very often, but they still talk about them because impact, that makes such an impact and it, it adjusts your day-to-day -day thinking and your way of making decisions is having that example in front of you of who's somebody who's done that before can come alongside you. Yeah, and it is very generational too, because relationships do come and go and circumstances change. But those, uh, that, those deposits that mentors make in your life, they last forever. I mean, I could give you a list right now of who those people have been for me uh, as I've been involved in the movement. And some of them are still around, and some of them, unfortunately, have gone on to uh, heaven. But their impact is still there, for sure. Those relationships are really important. I remember somebody at Pregnancy Help Institute, and it might have been a year ago or two years ago, but somebody mentioned that they have a team of people that they have asked, I think, it, so it would have been an executive director, and she had a couple of other people, just friends of hers that were maybe from church too, and and she asked them to once a week send her quick text, some sort of, I'm praying for you, here's a verse, uh, some sort of reminder of God that, you know, here's something to make you pause throughout the day, make you stop and think, even if it's a little 10-second devotional that I text, and that was so helpful for her because of the spiritual warfare that happens and because of the self-doubt that happens. And so she knew people to tap on the shoulder and say, this person can help me. Um, and I thought that was a pretty cool idea and something that I could see a lot of executive directors or a lot of leaders in general doing something like that or doing that with each other because that sort of relationship, it doesn't have to be somebody even in your own community. It could be somebody you met at Institute years ago. And that person can still send you those messages. Yeah, that's a wise executive director. And I couldn't affirm that more. We, we need that. I mean, talk about how you're designed. We need that kind of um, relationship and encouragement and input and interaction. Yeah, I, I couldn't uh, promote that anymore. 
So your number four point, pursue your passion. There's a question that I like to ask people sort of randomly, but when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grow up? Like if you think of yourself as a little kid and somebody would say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? What was your go-to answer? You know, that's a great question. And um, I can remember being little, I probably had something I wanted to do when I grew up for every day of the week. Uh, and I and I remember, too, when my niece was little, she did the same thing. I remember her telling me on Tuesdays, I'm going to work at the grocery store. And on Wednesdays, I'm going to be a veterinarian. Um, so I kind of was across the board there. And I had a lot of different things that I wanted to do. But I can tell you this, being an executive director was never on that list. However, however, God knows us so intimately. And he knew it would be a good fit. Uh, for me and all of the things that I had done prior to becoming an executive director, I could see so clearly uh, were just meant to take me to that very point. And all of them uh, contributed to my being able to uh, be the executive director of that organization. So the idea of always wanting to be interacting with people was common when I thought about what I wanted to do when I grew up. And it's such an opportunity to be able to minister to people and to speak truth and life. And um, that's just a, you know, such an incredible place to be uh, with people. And so I'm always grateful for having had that opportunity. You know, as I advance beyond being an executive director, you get sort of one step removed from that. But um, it's just, it's valuable, valuable experience out of my life to have that direct interaction. And, you know, I, it makes me think about in pursuing your passion. Um, I love Esther. She is one of my favorite uh, people of the Bible. And um, her passion was, of course, to do what she could, her part, in helping the Jewish people in that particular time. And um, one thing that I don't think that we necessarily think about, but I think is very much a part of pursuing our passion is realizing that, you know, God who does know us so intimately has a part in helping us to stir up that passion or create that passion. It, it's there with a purpose. Um, so the idea that what we have in our heart that we want to do, help people interact with people uh, bring truth into a situation like abortion that is so clouded with mistruth. Part of that is there because God allowed it to be there or helped us to form it. And so pursuing our passion um, to the degree like Esther did of, you know, this is what I know I'm supposed to do, back to that calling and purpose, and I'm going to go for it with all the gusto I have. And like Esther, if I perish, I perish. So be it. Uh, to me, that's living life. That is uh, abundant life, which, you know, is in my next point. And uh, the way that, that I think um, opportunities like being an executive director in a pregnancy center provide, and you just have to, to step out in faith and go for it and pursue that passion, even if it sounds crazy, because there are a lot of moments in that uh, position that you think you've got to be kidding me. I mean, I, I've had people tell stories about how they've asked people to give their organization, you know, a half a million dollar building. And yet 
they had the faith to do it and it actually happened. So, you know, pursuing your passion is a huge, huge piece, I think, of what I, a new director uh, should just keep in mind. And it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day that you don't even think to ask for that million-dollar building. And you don't even think, I mean, you're trying to be realistic, but you're also trying to have faith. And I think we slowly lose that dreaming part of us that is like, no, think of think of the, the biggest thing that you could dream of to make this organization successful. And then it can happen. Like it definitely are. There's times when people have done that and it's actually happened. And sometimes it takes a lot of work and sometimes it takes stepping out and asking the right donor, the right question, but miracles happen every day. And again, it's calling and purpose and the world, how much the world would change if people were doing that more and looking for those opportunities to step out and try something new. So your last point there, enjoy the journey. Do not let fear or worry steal from you. Yeah, you know, uh, this is where really the rubber meets the road. And the truth is, though, I don't like giving any credit uh, to the enemy. Um, This is where, where, just like you said, in getting comfortable, we can get to a place where uh, things become fearful because of the huge, broad, sometimes... um, tasks that we have to take on as directors, or, um, you know, you can just become almost debilitated and worrying about what if this, and what if that, and what if this happens? But I absolutely 100% believe that that is not the way that God intends us to live. So we have to be conscientious and we have to be intentional in our thinking to not let that fear And to not let that worry steal from us, you know, the word tells us the enemy comes to steal from us and we can prevent that from happening. Um, The way that we do that is that we renew our mind. Uh, We tell ourselves the truth. So it's like that group of people that the executive director told you about that she was wise enough to have that kind of input and um, interaction with a group of friends to just keep her focused on the truth. Um, God tells us that his mercy is new every morning. We get a do-over every single morning of our lives, and we need to grab onto that. Uh, We need to care for ourselves in these positions. You know, as an executive director, there's a demand on your time. There's a demand on just your brain capacity (laughs) on many days. And so self-care is really important uh, there And, you know, we can stop and pause as we need to on a regular basis and just see the goodness of what God has provided in even any one day uh, and to dwell on that. I I think it's definitely what uh, God had in mind when he told us in John 10.10 that we could have the abundant life. It's, It's ours for the taking. And so, this idea of enjoying uh, what's going on. You know, I just attended a wedding this past weekend, and I heard probably over the course of the two days prior that I was there um, helping to get things ready and set up, people telling the bride, just make sure you enjoy your day. Uh, Make sure that you take it all in. And this is kind of the concept that I'm thinking about here, is that you don't let it all become a blur. You don't miss it, and that you truly do enjoy it. 
Um, that is what God intends for us, that we would have joy in our journey. And so um, I think when we're able to do that, uh, when we don't let worry or fear overtake us, that we pause, that we reflect, that we see what God is doing, there's much joy to be had. And uh, there's many places that we will go. Um, you know, along the way, I think with calling and purpose, God makes sure that he includes moments of joy. Um, he gives them to us, and I think he delights when we acknowledge them and recognize them. Uh, it, again, it's what abundant life is all about. Mm -hmm. Well said. Now, if you were to look back on when you started in pregnancy help ministry to now, have you truly enjoyed the journey? Christine, my life has been so full. It has been so blessed. Um, it, it has been so joyful. I have enjoyed, I, I can't say every minute of that. That's not realistic. You know, there are moments that are hard and tough and you think, you know, what in the world am I doing? But overall, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I love the fact that I can look back now over 31 years, believe it or not, and know that God knew what was best for me. He knew that this was the life uh, that I wanted, even though I didn't know that I wanted it. And yes, there have been sacrifices. I mean, I'm not going to unicorn and rainbow it. But again, at the end of the day, when I lay my head on my pillow, I am beyond blessed to have been able to participate in this incredible mission. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier, honestly and truly. Oh, that's so good to hear. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> you know, it's kind of intimidating to think some people really have some challenging things to deal with in life. And it's almost like you're watching the story of Job play out in some people's lives and you think this person has been through so much, but they're still so joyful. I don't understand that. And, you know, and, and hopefully we don't have to go through these challenges. But for me, thinking like, you know, in 30 years, what will I have to look back on? Am I going to have to go through some really devastating challenges? And, and I just hope and pray that I can have that same joy and I can still rise above that. And at the end of the day, say God is good. And at every morning, say God is good. And I think that's a matter of your perspective. It's all how you relate to it and all how you react to it. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, again, the word says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and in those times of struggle, and believe me, I'm a realist. I know that those things are real. I've seen and dealt with personally and with others, you know, lots of things that are hard. Um, but the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that's how we get through those things. And uh, God promises us he'll be there right in the midst of it all. He never leaves. Uh, he never turns away. Uh, he is our constant. And uh, for that, I'm really, really grateful. And I'm grateful that the same is true with every new director uh, that comes into the movement. And uh, whatever I can do to encourage them along, uh, that's one of the things that I love most about my my job at Heartbeat. Mm -hmm. You are so good at getting back with people if they call us or email us and have questions about something that comes up at the center. I can tell that that's part of your calling, at least right now, is to be in this position and helping those new directors. So if, uh, if you're a new director and you're listening and you have some questions and just want to talk 
to a staff member at Heartbeat, you can go to heartbeatservices.org and you can contact us. There's contact information on there, email, phone number. Um, we love hearing from you guys. We love coming alongside with you in this ministry and being there for you, being the support. We can pray with you. We can talk through situations. We can provide training and resources. So that's why we're here. We're here for you. Beth, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today and hear your stories and hear about um, a little bit of the background that came from this article and hear some of your experiences in this movement. And um, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add to close out. I just want to say thanks because it was a blast and I love talking about my favorite things and this is certainly one of them. So thanks for asking me. Sure. Uh, Thank you everyone for your time listening today to this podcast and we hope you all have a blessed rest of your day. 